Our New Testament reading this evening comes from Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 to 25. (coughs) When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he returned to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought brought to him all those who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Supposing, overnight, Brighton Road Baptist Church ceased to exist, would people notice? Would it make any difference? Because if we're called to make a difference, then our absence from the town would mean that whatever difference we do make doesn't happen. So I hope people would notice. And I'm not talking about kind of Brighton Road Baptist Church closing its doors and not holding services here anymore. So this is just another town centre carpet warehouse. I don't suppose many people would notice if we stopped worshipping here on a Sunday. And I would hope that if the church did close its doors, you would all find other churches to settle in. But the church is not about this building, what happens in this building on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night. As I'm sure all of you know deep down, although we hold services here Sunday by Sunday, the church is really about us. It's about the people. So let me rephrase the question. When I talk about Brighton Baptist Church disappearing, I don't mean services, I don't mean this building, I mean us. If we as a group of people disappeared, moved out of the area, vanished, would Horsham notice? And I think probably it might. Horsham should be a better place for having Brighton Road here in its midst because we are called to make a difference. And we play our part. Tom Deacon, Tom Murray, uh, Deacon at uh, the Catholic Church, has almost preached my sermon for me in his contribution to the West Sussex County Times, a thought column this week. He talks about the positive impact the church makes in our town. He mentions the night shelter. 
The food bank. Horsham Matters. Oasis, the Pregnancy Crisis Service. Debt Advisory Service. All of these mainly run by volunteers from the churches, Brighton Road included. We know that there is concern about the negative impact of the closure of the centre on many people who rely on that week by week for friendship and support. The churches are making a visible difference. And that is our calling. But it goes beyond even the kind of organisations that the churches run. In his book Church Going in Christian Ethics, Robin Gill argues that churchgoers are far more likely than other people to become voluntary workers. And again, a big difference is made by large numbers of people who voluntarily and freely give of their time just to be, as Jesus put it, the salt of the earth. That hidden ingredient that makes all the difference to the taste of good food, that helps preserve good food from going bad. And that is our calling. Under the radar, not high profile, but just by being there and serving, making a difference in people's lives. And if we weren't here doing that, we'd be missed. So when Paddy Beresford, again in the County Times, describes St John's as a brilliant church, he was talking about the way in which they just said about helping him when the vicarage was flooded a second time in Broadwood And while he was on the phone trying to sort it out, they were putting out sandbags, they were bringing food, they were helping pump out the water, they were cleaning up afterwards. It's just simple acts of service that made a huge difference in a situation of crisis. It's a calling that we all share to be the salt of the earth. Ordinary people serving others in ordinary ways can make a big impact when it's done in the name of Christ. Now when Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee and he saw these four fishermen and he called them to follow him, we read that they left their nets and followed him. And we tend to think about calling as a calling into full-time Christian service, like myself and, and Jack uh, we are called into the ministry. But I've got to say that my impact on the community of Horsham is negligible because I spend most of my time here in church. But what I do for my job is only a secondary calling. My primary calling is to be a follower of Jesus. Follow me, Jesus said. And I'll make you fishes of men. He said to me, follow me. And it turned out he wanted me, he wanted to make me a minister in a Baptist church. He says to you, follow me. And he makes you whatever he chooses you to be. And he doesn't make us all Baptist ministers, thank goodness for that. <laughs> whatever you do for a living, that is your secondary calling. Your primary calling is to follow Jesus. You may or may not have a sense of, of being called to do the job you do. It doesn't matter whether you do or not. Your calling is to follow Jesus in your place of work, to recognise that he's your boss's 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 boss. And if you're engaged in serving him there, then you will make a difference. Because we are all full-time Christian workers. Whatever you do, whether you're in employment or not, we are engaged in serving Jesus 24-7. And my role actually is to enable you to see that what you do 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, is your calling from God. Your calling to make a difference. 
It's not what you do, it's the way that you do it. Because you're doing it for Jesus. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are engaged in full-time Christian service. That's the place where Jesus commissions you to be catching people for the kingdom. Jesus' first disciples were four, four, four fishermen working on their nets by the Sea of Galilee. Follow me, Jesus says, and I will make you fishers of men. And I can see what Jesus meant by that. Instead of catching fish, these four blokes would now be catching people. You can press the analogy too far. I had a friend at school who had in his school bag the logo, fishing is kind to fish. <coughs> Nobody believed him. If you're a fish in the Sea of Galilee and you're caught, that's bad news. That's death being cooked and eaten for you. So Jesus calling these four men to fish for people instead of fishing for fish is good news for the fish of the Sea of Galilee. But it's good news for the people in the region as well. Because when people are caught for the kingdom, they are brought from death into life. They are brought out of darkness into light. From the sea of chaos into the security of having God in charge. The summons to repentance calls people out of sin into the realm of God's grace and forgiveness. And the ministry of Jesus brings wholeness and healing to a whole range of people. Suffering from all kinds of illness and disease. Those in pain, those afflicted by evil spirits, those who are subject to fits, those who suffer from paralysis. Jesus restored them all. And to start off with, these four disciples were just onlookers. They observed what Jesus did and how he did it. Their job at this stage was to watch and learn. But they all went on to make their own distinctive impact. Simon, the first to recognise Jesus' true identity, you, you're the Messiah. You're the Son of the living God. The one who performed a number of miracles of healing in Jesus' name, according to the book of Acts. Traditionally seen as the author of two New Testament letters. The memories he had of Jesus probably formed the basis for Mark's Gospel, the first narrative account of Jesus' ministry. His influence extended as far as Greece has been claimed as the first bishop of Rome, some 30 years after he was called by Jesus by the Sea of Galilee, he was crucified. Tradition has him crucified upside down because he didn't think he was worthy to be crucified the same way as his Lord. He was the rock on which Jesus said he would build his church. His brother Andrew. John records it was Andrew who first introduced Simon to Jesus. The first evangelist. We found the Messiah. Come and see for yourself. Come and meet him. The first person to tell somebody else about Jesus. Though he's claimed as the patron saint of Scotland, he never set foot on these shores. He was probably crucified in Greece a few years before his brother. Tradition has it that he spent two days on the cross preaching to people before he died. James didn't live all that long after Jesus called him. Executed by Herod just a dozen or so years after Jesus died. We've got a letter of James and he's one of the candidates to be the author of that. It's full of allusions to and practical applications of Jesus' teaching. His brother John, he's the only one to live to a really ripe old age. Probably in Ephesus, may well have been the author of one or more of the Gospel according to John, the Epistles according to John, and the Book of Revelation written by John. Lots of John's around. This one probably had a hand in some of them. One way or another, 
each of these men who followed Jesus made an impact. Made a difference for the kingdom. Some of them was just a matter of a few years. Some, it was decades. But they made a difference. That's why Jesus called them. But notice that in this episode where Jesus calls me, he simply says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. Their job is to follow him. His job is to train and empower them to do his will. And that calling comes to us today. Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you someone who will fish for people for the kingdom. Someone God can use to change people's lives, to bring healing, to bring people out of darkness, into light, out of death, into life, and find the liberating power of God's forgiveness. Fishing for people. That means going out of the church and bringing the kingdom of God to people, not sitting inside the church, inviting people to come in. Because Jesus calls us to fish for people for the kingdom, not to fish for people for Brighton Road Baptist Church. And Jesus calls us to follow him not out of the world and into the church. He calls us to follow him out of the church into the world. That's the direction he leads us. Those fishermen knew well enough that fishing on the Sea of Galilee meant getting into a boat, going out onto the lake where the fish were, and sometimes that could be dangerous. Fishing for people wasn't all that different. It meant going out where the people were. And sometimes that could be dangerous. Three of those four men lost their lives in the cause of the gospel. And John probably exiled to Patmos. You are called by God, not just to come here on a Sunday, but having been here on a Sunday, to go out into the world as an ambassador for the kingdom, as a witness to Jesus, and as a servant of the community. Worshipping God here is an important expression of what it means for us to be followers of Jesus. But Jesus sends us out from here to make a difference. And that's only going to happen if we recognise that wherever we are the rest of the week, whatever we're doing, whoever we're rubbing shoulders with, that's where Jesus calls us to be working as his fishermen. Giving those whom we meet and work with and spend time with opportunities to encounter the kingdom for themselves. And they can do that as we pray for them. As we listen to them as we share our lives with them, as we serve them in Jesus' name. And I talk about sharing our lives with them rather than sharing Jesus or sharing the gospel because evangelism isn't about me standing over here and you being over there and me kind of sharing the gospel with you from arm's length, from a safe distance. It's about getting up close and personal with people. It's about Jesus being so much a part of my life me being so full of the Spirit, that if I share my life with somebody else, I cannot but share Jesus with them. Because Jesus is that important to me. You know me, you know a little bit about Christ. That is how it's supposed to be. It's about being good news to people in terms of how we treat them, how we listen to them, how we pray for them, 
how we serve them. And having sufficient confidence to recognise that Jesus, if Jesus is good news for me, well, Jesus can be good news for them too. And if I don't share Jesus with them, I'm depriving them of something that's worthwhile. It's your calling to be Jesus to somebody else this week. To do what Jesus would do. To say what Jesus would say. To serve them as Jesus would serve them. And my role as minister of Jack's role is to enable you to do that. Following Jesus is not about withdrawing from the world into the safe haven of the church for an hour or two on a Sunday. It's about going out from the church to carry the presence of Jesus and the goodness of the kingdom into the world. There's a book called The Externally Focused Church, where churches are categorised into four quadrants depending on where the focus is. There are inward-looking churches, where the focus is on caring for and nurturing and teaching those who are Christians already. There are churches which focus on going out and telling people about Jesus, sharing the good news by what they say. There are churches which focus on the well-being of the community, finding practical ways of serving other people, expressing the kingdom by what they do. But the churches that really make a difference are those which look to express the good news of Jesus by how they serve other people and by how they share Jesus with the people that they serve. Who witness to Jesus by how they live and by what they say. And to recognise and really believe that the church actually is vital to the well-being of the community in which they live. And that's how it should be. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. He leads you out of this place into the big wide world into school, college, a place of work, the place you relax with other people, into your homes, to carry his presence in your heart, to serve others in his name, to share your life and Jesus' place in your life with them, to fish for people, to bring them into, not into the church so much as into his kingdom, where lives are made whole, where people come out of darkness and death into light and life, and find the liberating grace of divine forgiveness. Wherever you find yourself this week, Jesus calls you to be there and invites you to make a difference in his name.